everybody, and welcome to Two Geeks and One New, where we gather friends of similar interests and maybe not so similar and discuss, joke, learn more about, and generally have fun with geek culture. Today, we are continuing our Mount Rushmore series with Marvel Comic Book Heroes. Uh, last week, we talked about the villains, and we're just going to keep on going with our, our hero, our favorite heroes of the Marvel comic books. Um, so yeah, I, I think this is a one of my favorite topics to talk about, just because you know it's me, it's Marvel. <laughs> one thing leads to another, you know, <laughs> yada yada yada. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and if anybody knows what Seinfeld or knows Seinfeld, that means something else. But anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, here we go. Let's talk about Marvel comic book heroes. All right. Well, I will start off the uh, this Mount Rushmore by saying what everybody uh, expects of me. My first <laughs> one is Spider-Man. <laughs> yep. Obviously. That, considering how many times we've just randomly started talking about Spider-Man, even when the topic was not Spider-Man, not surprised. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I was I was literally <laughs> editing the uh villain uh episode right before we got on here and we were literally talking about how uh it's Spider-Man or Star Wars or Silent Hill. <laughs> yep. yep. <laughs> and I see no problem with that. <laughs> no, of course not. It's our it's our geekdom, so exactly. why not? um (laughs) but yeah no i mean i obviously had to go with with spider-man because like spider-man is just one of those very relatable uh heroes that is extremely powerful and can take on the the biggest of bad guys and can darn well like Beat them in, like mostly, if not always. <laughs> um, it's like even he'll if he find loses, a way to. Yeah, yeah, and like even if he loses the first round, he always has that second round where he comes back. I didn't hear no bell and gets the victory. Like right. Spider Man always <laughs> bounces back. Yeah, and he's he's always like the the turning point in mm-hmm. in a lot of the the comic books is like especially in something like Civil War where. Um, like right before the Civil War happened, like they were going through the the registration of of superheroes, and he was the first one to unmask himself. Mm. And then, and then when it started to go bad, he was the first one to switch sides, and that's when they started like winning on that side. So it's just like, yeah. If you're going to want to win anything, have Spider-Man on your side. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was interesting with that particular example that it wasn't like a slow, gradual, the other side started winning. It was Spider-Man's here, we won. And yep. like there was just this immediate change. And, and that's, just, that's just the case so often in any Marvel comic story. If we look at like my personal favorite with Avengers versus X-Men, as soon as he started getting into the fight and it's like, he takes on a magic and Colossus infused with the Phoenix force and beats them both. And he does so in a narrow cave with minimal room for movement. And 
so it's not like he's in a big city swinging around and dodging all of their attacks. Like he is close at quarters making eye contact and he walks away the victor. And one of those people being Colossus, like kudos, (laughs) you you earned that victory. (laughs) Yep. And being able to take on people like that and, and even more so like people like the Hulk and being Mm -hmm. able to actually beat him where so many other people have tried and failed. It's just like, Whoa, crazy. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, I I was actually watching a video um, last week and it was just the title of it was the time Spider-Man humbled the Avengers. And I was just like sitting there watching. I was like, humbled the Avengers. What? And then actually, as I'm watching through the videos, just showing the little things he's doing to like beat them where he like covers uh, Captain Marvel's mouth with web in a way that she couldn't breathe. And so like he, he didn't kill her and it would, it would something that would dissolve quickly, but he was like, yeah, it's going to take a few seconds for that to dissolve so that you can breathe and catch up to me. That's all I need. And then just like humbling Captain America and beating him and like outsmarting him in so many ways. And just, watching him go through and beat all of the key Avengers members as like, mm-hmm. there's a reason why he's the difference maker. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, he's, he's a character who takes some of the more jovial aspects of other heroes and actually blends them together to actually give a more coherent, well, not coherent, sorry, wrong word, but he gives a more, he gives a different take on how the different abilities that other heroes have. So, for example, he has the inquisitive nature and the intelligence of Tony Stark and modern versions of Banner. Mm-hmm. But he's also, he has the strength of Cap, but he also has the, the, the he has the strength and the will of Cap and Ant-Man. Mm. With the Tony intelligence he, of, like, Reed Richards and Tony yeah. Stark, like... He's got all of the best aspects of several different characters combined into one. Yeah. Yeah. Without making him overpowered as well. Partly because mm. he's trying to figure out how to, how to use every, all the tools available to him in the <laughs> most common sense way. Yeah. yeah. I think that is something that's kind of funny about him too, is that like, like he can take on so many like world breaking people, but then like you look at his, actual rogues gallery and like like they're not super powerful people but he has issues with them you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and i don't know if it's because of just them outsmarting him in certain ways or just like he's just not expecting certain things or he's just holding back I feel like it's a mix of the last two because, I mean, we've seen instances where he stopped pulling his punches and really went all out. And, like, it's a scary moment when he does that. Just look at even, like, the MCU, for example, used that when uh, he was fighting against uh, Goblin in No Way Home. Oh, yeah. And, like, he stopped holding back and other Spider-Man had to jump in. And we like stop him is like, no, do not do this. Do not go down this path. And he even that uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man even commented in one version about how he stopped pulling or well, it may have been Andrew Garfield's. I don't remember, but um, one of them commented on how I eventually stopped pulling my punches. And yeah. like, it's that was always Andrew, a Gar- to- Andrew Garfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's always comic books, movies, animated shows, or whatever it is, it's always known that if Spider-Man does stop pulling his punches, he's arguably one of, if not the most dangerous person in the MCU. Yeah. Which I feel like is also a, 
like one of the reasons why he gets so much crap is because like they know how powerful he is in some ways. And Mm -hmm. so like they don't ever want him to be on the dark side. And when he gets like the symbiote and stuff, it, it gets scary, Mm. you know? Yeah. Symbiote Spider-Man is, is scary. Like it's such a cool design, but who boy. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really? (laughs) <laughs> there was there was one um comic arc in particular where Spider-Man stopped pulling his punches and in this particular arc uh Kingpin had sent an assassin to try and kill Peter Parker and the assassin missed and accidentally hit Aunt May and Oof. like oh, Peter sh- is just in this like he's he's spiraling he's not in a good place Aunt May's in the hospital so he gets this black and white uh like nor type spider suit he had stored away and was using that to hunt down the assassin finds the assassin beats him to a pulp and was like you're going to tell me who hired you this is not a debate and like the Mm. assassin tells him that it was kingpin who was in prison at the time and he like goes and breaks into the prison and just beats the crap out of kingpin and he like (laughs) leaves him there in a bloody pulp and says you are going to remain alive because you are the message if aunt may does not make it I will be back. Mm. And it was just this like intense moment where like Kingpin is on the ground, bloodied in front of an entire prison. And everyone is just sitting there looking at him like, okay, Kingpin's not in charge. No one is in charge. (laughs) Spider-Man wins. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yeah. I love the, the comic books of Spider-Man. It's just, it's one of those, it's one of those series where there's so much emotion, so much, action and so much like just a a, a well-rounded character mm-hmm. that y- you just can't beat it i don't think honestly <laughs> yeah and he, there's a reason why he's such a popular character and why he is the face of marvel whether they wanted want that to be the case or not like spider-man is the face of marvel he just is he really is yeah <laughs> All right, we've talked about Spider-Man too much <laughs> too long. What's your first one, Caleb? <laughs> well, we can't talk Spider-Man without talking his best buddy, Deadpool. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> is he really a hero though? He's more uh, hero than villain. He's kind of in that anti-hero category, but he's definitely more of a hero than a villain. The only time he's been like an outright villain was if something specific caused him to just get really angry or something was controlling him but he's always done more on it's kind of like in the same vein as punisher like he may do some he may have some questionable methods but in the end of the day he's typically fighting for the right causes okay i mean if you think about anti-hero the the word hero is still in there so yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, but I think the uh, the prefix anti kind of supersedes that. <laughs> yeah, but he's still one that fights against the villains on a regular basis. True. Yeah. So, all right. So, en- enlighten us a little bit because um, I the only thing I really know about Deadpool is the the movies. I've read a little bit here and there with him, but like, what what's different about him in the in the comic books? Is it anything different? That's, or? that's kind of the cool part about the way that Ryan Reynolds has done Deadpool is that he's kept it, kept him very lore accurate. Like the goofy yeah. shenanigans he gets himself into the mindset, the jokes, the quips, like 
everything he does is, is pretty standard Deadpool. Like one of my favorite comic books, it was a mini series where it was um, Deadpool versus Carnage. And it was just a series of the two of them constantly fighting each other and trying to kill each other. And in one of the issues, Deadpool like grabs a grenade, pulls the pin, sticks his entire arm down Carnage's throat, lets it go off and pulls what's left of his hand. And he's just like slowly growing his hand back. And it was like, oh, you can keep that one. I'll grow another one. And of course, the middle finger is the first thing that grows back because of course yes. it is. Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay, so it's like Ryan Reynolds, like he really kept it pretty accurate. And there's just so many moments where it's like if Deadpool really were to focus and stop goofing around, it's kind of like Spider-Man in a way that like if he were to stop pulling his punches it'd be a serious problem for the Avengers. And there was a whole mini series with Deadpool where it was just Deadpool or Deadpool kills the Avengers. And mm. it's just issues of him and like the ways that he's coming up with killing them. It's like um, with Luke Cage, for example, he come, he figures out that it's like, okay, well your skin is impervious, but that doesn't mean that you aren't impervious on the inside. So I'm just going to use the PIM technology, shrink a bunch of bombs, put them in your coffee and you're no longer a problem for me. Oh, geez. Yeah, and so it's like the creative things he comes up with, and it's like he may not be like Mr. Fantastic or Tony Stark or Spider-Man smart, but he is a threat. He knows how to fight. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like Goku is like, oh, sorry, thinking about fighting. Like he he knows what he's doing, and he knows how to come up with a strategy that's going to win. And that's part of what I enjoy about his character. It's like he's got the same wackiness as Spider-Man but in a very different manner, different delivery. And it's still that like combat driven style. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with, with, uh, even in the old, you know, Wolverine movie, like Mm -hmm. them saying, Oh, you know, if it wasn't for that mouth of yours, you'd be the perfect soldier. And it's like, yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry. I I don't know which, uh, which reference is you're talking about. (laughs) The one from the movie that exists that I enjoy. Shut up, David. <laughs> oh, no, the movie was great. I just don't remember Deadpool actually being in that movie. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Like he- I, I do quickly want to point out the one that I enjoy does not narrow it down, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say the one I enjoy. I said I enjoy it. You said the Deadpool movie, the one I enjoyed, is like you're not saying that there was the only one you enjoyed, but <laughs> but yeah, sorry, buddy. it doesn't narrow it down. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like like he, and that's kind of been always the case with Deadpool. Is like if you were to really focus, and that was kind of the point of the Deadpool kills the Avengers story. It was showing what happens if Deadpool stops goofing around and just does what Deadpool does. Yeah. Um, and I guess Pretty kind legal. of, a, yeah, exactly. It's like it's kind of a similar vein with Deadpool versus Carnage. Just like as he goes through, and he's like, okay, like this guy's kind of a threat, and they hired me to take him out for a reason. So I, maybe I should focus a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> I also like how he gets paired up with certain people too. Like and he gets paired up with Spider Man. Yeah, like some of them you don't think would work, and then they happen. And it's like, oh, that was perfect. And then other was that like you think might work. And you're like, mm, feeling that one, but it's like yeah. we, we've I'm, seen a couple different combinations. Like him and Spider Man always work together, and it's just a quip off the entire time. 
And like him breaking the fourth wall while Peter Parker's sitting there like, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) And then his, his with Wolverine and just Wolverine being just constantly annoyed. And that's like, and then also we've seen in the movies with him and Colossus that worked so much better than I would have ever anticipated that pairing was going to work. Yeah. Yep. And then with cable as well. Yeah. Cause they, cable, they yeah. did. Yeah. They did a quite a few, um, uh, pair ups with him and cable in the comic mm-hmm. books. As far as I remember, yeah. um, I didn't read a lot of them, but there was definitely a lot. <laughs> he's done a number of collabs and stuff. Um, he's just, it, there's certain characters that, that he just works really well with. And I like the, the Spider-Man Deadpool pairing is kind of like the big pairing that a lot of people think about, which is why I had to follow up Spider-Man with Deadpool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but th- those two just work far too well together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, of uh, pair ups too, like just to go back to Spider-Man real quick is his pair ups with Daredevil are always really, really fun. Yeah. Those are always but- really interesting ones. And yeah. surprisingly, um, I, I I haven't seen it in the comic books, but I know in the animated series, Spider-Man and Punisher actually worked fairly well together as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Funnily yeah, enough. I could actually <laughs> see that happening really well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, very strong difference of opinion, but the lead up to that, I could see going exceptionally well. Yeah. Well, it's it's like the, the opposites attract kind of thing where mm-hmm. like where Punisher is just absolute carnage yeah. and then <laughs> and then spider-man's like eh, no let's take him out with jokes Which, i mean you think it's like it's kind of like the same as the deadpool pairing but it's it's trading in quips for just stone-faced anger <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah nice <laughs> so yeah that that was my first pick and i thought it was a fitting follow-up for spider-man yeah yeah definitely i like it all right so real quick david any thoughts? Uh, I know you're you're the noob on this one, and you didn't really have a whole lot to to contribute. But yeah, I want to well, get your thoughts on some of these things. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's no big secret that I'm not a terribly big Marvel fan. There are Marvel properties I enjoy, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I actually do have three where I've actually there are three heroes. Where I've actually read at least one of the comics for that character. Ooh. That is admittedly three more heroes than I anticipated. I'm proud of <laughs> <laughs> Now the problem is Do I You're not sure if they're Marvel? Oh no, I know they're Marvel. <laughs> I know they're Marvel. I know they are Marvel. But um my problem is do I bring them up? Two of them I can bring up now is it because they're a natural segue after Y'all's first first entries. Okay. One in particular. Um, or do I bring up the one that isn't at all? And frankly, the only reason there's three is because of a clarification uh, that we made with uh, with Deadpool there. So <laughs> you're welcome. Okay. Thank you. Yep, there you go. <laughs> I would say do the the. The one that is a good follow up to okay, to ours. Do the, right. do the other ones. Uh, do the other one later. Okay, so the most sensible follow up uh, is going to be Wolverine. Okay, mm. yep, yeah, that tracks. Um, so I have read the Old Man Logan storyline. Um, oh yeah, absolutely love yeah. it. Um, 
That's a good one. I still prefer the rendition they did of it. Uh, the rendition of Logan's last days that they did in the movie, but so mm. soon me. Um, Hold, holding his heart in his hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, better than zombie than the uh the zombie Wolverine. What little of that one I remember. Mm. Actually, I don't think I read the full thing. No surprise there. Um, but yeah. Uh, but Logan has always been that character for me, where he's pointedly jaded, but he's. Yep. But it's still, uh, 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 this on the other side of the coin. He can't help himself but to care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, so it's that weird dichotomy of why the heck am I doing this? Why do I? Why am I inter- intervening? Why am I getting involved? This isn't my fight. Mm-hmm. But someone has to. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, ultimately, he's a soldier, and like soldiers fight the good fight. Yep. You know. <laughs> yep. And then yeah. also. Like his his connection with some of the X Men, like uh, especially like Jubilee, like he he has a a lot of care for. Like in the movies, they made it where it was Rogue, but in the mm-hmm. comic books and the cartoons, it was Jubilee. That was his main uh, uh, character that he was like. This is my ward, basically. Like I'm gonna take care of this girl, no matter what it takes. Yeah. Well, I mean, before uh, before the uh, introduction of X twenty three, but yes. Well, yeah, of course. Well, there's always uh, been that person that he's protected. Whether we look at like animated series, movies, uh, the comic books, like no matter where you look, that's kind of like a common trend with Wolverine. Is that there's always that person that he just gets drawn to and feels like he needs to protect. Yeah, yeah like, that's, that's kind true. of like one of the standout things for his character, honestly, is it's like it's the reluctant, um, reluctant attachments. Yeah, that end up becoming such a pivotal thing for him in the story. That is very true. Good point. Yep. He's he's looking to be a father figure, basically. Mm-hmm. I think. Well, I don't he's I wouldn't not, go so far as saying he's looking. looking. It's just he ends up being the one of the better suited for it because he he's been through just so much. Yeah. Yeah. He he doesn't want to be a father, but is ironically kind of the best father figure because of what he's been through. Exactly. And it's like that, that pairing and the, like just the way that the dynamic works, it's just, it's kind of an ongoing thing that just works with his character so well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Very much so. That's a good pick, man. That was that was definitely yeah. uh, on my honorable mentions. Uh, I, I was thinking about him, and I was like, I kind of was going back and forth with him and one or two others. And I was like, he's ended up on my honorable mention as well. But like, yeah. he, he Wolverine is just a great pick, and that's like, there's a reason why like Wolverine kind of helped get some of the comic book movies rolling. Like, it's a beloved oh, yeah. character for a reason. So he he has one of the best. Uh, backstories, I think, for four movies and comic books in mm-hmm. in together. I think, yeah, yeah. Uh, I will move on to my my second pick, which I I struggled with putting this one either in first or second place, but 
since Spider-Man was always kind of the favorite, um, <laughs> I put this one in second place was uh, Gambit. Uh, Not yeah, surprised that at track. all. That tracks. <laughs> Gambit. Oh my gosh. This guy is so cool. I, I love, I love his power set. I love his personality. I love his backstory. I love how he interacts with everybody. And like, I, I made my D and D character after him. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> just, it, it's so cool. I, I love how, I love how, uh, like his agility and his his um like the kinetic powers that he has is just uh so cool and like how he does it with playing cards and stuff mm. he uses Freaking his amazing. power in a very unique way like yeah. i i've seen people do different things like making objects explode and stuff like that but the way that he uses his power has just always been really unique um, yeah like one of the cooler ones, there was a, I think it was X-Men evolution cartoon where he was just like, he did the similar thing, but he threw a pencil and made it explode, but he made a smaller explosion more so just to surprise people that were where he was throwing it at than to hurt mm-hmm. him. So it's like the, not only can he like make things explode, but then to be able to like kind of control the range of the explosion to some extent, depending on the item, like it's just such a cool and unique way of using that type of power that you just don't see elsewhere yeah yeah yep definitely and you see it a lot in like the cartoons and stuff where he uses Mm -hmm. he uses it for distraction a lot Mm -hmm. um but in the in the comic books it's just like yeah it's it's more devastating and more like he he can pack a punch you know (laughs) yeah well i remember a few of the x-men storylines from the the animated series that again sorry i haven't read too much uh, with uh, uh, too much with him in comics. So there are a lot of points in the animated series where he uh, is is tr- almost more subversive, and you're wondering why he's not using his abilities in that light to be more to be more like a rogue type character, which his uh, his persona fits more of that than a monk. Mm. Um, sorry for crossing the genres here, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah. especially with his use of the bow stuff mm-hmm. absolutely yeah i mean i mean he he's he's more roguish than than anything um especially in in the comic books he he was part of the thieves guild um and like he like his character and his the guild that he was a part of had a rivalry with the assassins guild in um in louisiana um hmm. And so there was like there was a lot of a lot of contention between that and he was actually supposed to marry someone from the the Assassin's Guild to bring them together. Um but it like he obviously fell in love with Rogue and like it just kind of ended up not being the right thing for him, but just um like the 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 whole backstory of it was just crazy. Sorry, um, I, I I just had a bizarre thought of Rogue with her, with Gambit's powers, and now I'm terrified. <laughs> <laughs> the, like the the backstory with the Thieves Guild and the Assassins Guild is one I wasn't actually familiar with because Gambit is one I haven't had the opportunity to read a whole lot of. 
Um, mm. I like I my I've read a decent number of comics, but it's mostly been the big group things, and there's not a whole lot of individual character stuff I've really gotten to read into. Um, yeah, and most of the big group things, it's like a big event like Avengers versus X-Men or fear itself or something like that. So I haven't really been able to see some of those like bigger stories that may touch on some origins and whatnot. So that, that's a, that was a cool fact that I just, I hadn't been, I hadn't seen before. Nice. Yeah. It's funny too, because like I've said before in, in our previous episodes that like with Spider-Man, I was, I was getting, the comic books when my mom would take me shopping and or like on our shopping trips, she would get me a, a, a comic book. But when I first got um, the uh, Marvel unlimited uh, app, uh, the first thing that they sent me was a bunch of uh, Gambit comic. Uh, yes. Excuse me, Gambit Comics, <laughs> and I was like, "This is amazing! <laughs> <laughs> I love this so much." <laughs> like he's a character that I've always been really interested in, and I loved him in the different cartoons that he was in. Um, but I just I never got to read the comic book, so it's like that's really cool to see. It's like that was a story that I don't remember them having touched on in the cartoons. Like, granted, it's been well over a decade since I've watched the cartoons. So very possible. I'm just forgetting. <laughs> but Yeah. yeah. I, I think I may have to go back and watch it. <laughs> and they're, they're coming out with the, uh, the new show to the Marvel 97. Yeah. That I'm, I'm really, or X-Men 97. Sorry that I'm really excited <laughs> about, but yeah, I'm that's, curious. That's about a different that one topic. With, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm curious about that one as well, but yeah. Um, yeah, Gambit is, he's such a cool character and like the stuff that I have seen him in is always a really cool design. And it's like, and I always liked just the character design as a whole, regardless yeah. of what Avenue he was in. Like, Same here. The, the, uh, action figures too. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. Like the, there was an old one that, uh, that I had for a while that like it had a, a little button in the back where if you pressed it, it would make him do like a kick. Like his leg would go up. <laughs> it was my. It was one of my favorite uh, action figures ever, and I was so happy when we went to Comic Con uh, a few months ago. <laughs> I bought the uh, a Gambit character uh, action figure, and I was like, "Yes, yeah. I finally have a new one." <laughs> I was like, his eyes just lit up when he saw that figure. He's like, "Oh, there it is." <laughs> nice. I wasn't planning on on buying anything when I got there, but it was just like, yep, I have to. <laughs> the number of times I've said that and then walked out a couple hundred dollars later. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, this was not a hundred dollars for one action figure. I would hope not. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's, it's never one thing that I walk out with for that much, but yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's very true. <laughs> yeah. Seeing as I, 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 I typically go to, towards a more like box sets, like entire series on dvd or blu-ray i can't mm. say the same <laughs> <laughs> thankfully it doesn't happen yeah. often well that's like <laughs> at least hours of content but yeah <laughs> true yeah <laughs> so well i will right, uh, keep yeah. the x-men theme going with my next mm-hmm. pick being cyclops and i oh, know i wow, picked cyclops really? for the villains well the phoenix force cyclops but yeah cyclops like 
it, it's funny. It's like, despite the fact that he's always considered to be kind of an annoying character by most, he's a character that I've just always been drawn to. And the cartoons, comics, everything. Like, if Cyclops is in it, he's always one that I want to see and see how they play him out, see what they do with his character. Like, I mean, I've yeah. got a painting of Cyclops hanging on my wall to my left right now. Like, like I nice. love Cyclops. And so, and, and I'm not going to say he isn't annoying. He 100% is. <laughs> but he's still that uh, one of those characters that's just always caught my attention. I mean, okay. you obviously love annoying characters since you love us so much, but, you know. <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> but, yeah, no, Cyclops is, he he goes back and forth for me because, like like you said, he's he's got that annoying characteristic, but he has such a cool power. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. the also the backstories and the relationships that he has in in the comic books are are very well thought out, I believe, yeah. like with his brother and with uh, his his father mm-hmm. um, in Corsair from of the Shi'ar Empire. Um, and then like, yeah, I mean, there's so many cool things about it that. I, I don't blame you for, for him being one of your favorites. That's that's a cool character. And it's like, and even looking at like, so like for example, with him being like one of the more annoying characters, it's still the fact that it's like, even when they get into like a fighting situation, as annoyed as they may be, the X-Men always know that they can count on Cyclops. Oh, yeah, they yeah, always absolutely. know that he's going to step up to the plate and help them through the fight and kind of carry his own weight. And He's this character that's like, no matter what's going on, no matter how annoyed they may be, he's still reliable. And that's yeah. part of what kind of like I enjoy about his character so much, because it's like it is somewhat reminiscent of Spider-Man, not nearly to the same extent as Spider-Man, but in a similar vein in that he's like he's reliable. He's the guy that they can always turn to in the fight. Yeah. yeah. like even if he his ability isn't the best suited for the fight that they're having chances are he'll be able to come up with a strategy at some point. Yeah. I mean, he, he's not only is he a good fighter, but he's also a good leader and good strategist, Mm -hmm. um, being able to lead them to, you know, a victory is, is very much, um, you know, very much needed that they wouldn't have had before. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of the other characters, they, they have their own way of doing things, but it's just like, it always seems to not quite be the best way of going about things. Whereas Cyclops, I feel like he has a good strategic mind. Yeah. They always have a way of fighting. He is the one that comes up with a way for them to use their abilities and their styles as a group. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's kind of what contributes to him being annoying is his annoyance isn't just in like what he says. It's more in the demeanor in which he says it from what I remember of him from the shows. Yeah. It, it's yeah, more his... of this. No, no, no. I've, I've observed the situation long enough. Here's the route we are going. You do this, you do that. And there's just this smug air about the way he says it where it's like, okay, yeah. dude, you, you, you could have asked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's pretty spot on. Like, it's definitely the delivery that is the issue, not the person. <laughs> yeah. I think it's that and also 
in a lot of ways. I think more so in the, the cartoons than in the comics, but he just, he always seemed very whiny and very mm-hmm. just like, Oh, woe is me. And like, I can't believe they're doing this again to us mutants and blah, 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 blah. But like, yeah, when it I came just, down to it, he was just like, yeah, no, pretty. He's definitely bad. the, um, <laughs> he's, he's definitely the like dramatic guy of the group. It's yeah. like, how about you leave the drama class for five minutes and just hang out, please. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so yeah. he's the type you would see outside the cafeteria with a, a box of a uh, black cigarettes. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> Notice I didn't say a lighter. He is the lighter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's kind of fun to watch him try just to barely light a cigarette without <laughs> destroying things. <laughs> and not destroying I mean, he, the cigarette at the <laughs> He could do it with the settings on his visor, but not so much with his not just, just the yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's sort of like blinking for him. It's either on or it's off. So well, it right. uh, depends on the version. If it's the version that got, um, that was aged and learned how to control his powers to like mm. the mag- magneto machine, then yeah, he could, but yeah, normal version. No. <laughs> okay. I just, I laugh so much because like in like the movie versions and the cartoon versions, there's a difference between the way he shoots the optic blasts. Mm. Like, in the movie, he has like a dial that he can he can adjust uh, it, yeah, adjust like a shutter. It. Yeah, exactly. But in the cartoons, it's so funny because it just looks like he's just like tapping his the side of his face, and it's just like that's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Google Glass, but useful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just like one other thing that always stood out to me is like. Despite the fact that he is pretty dramatic, there's not many storylines where he truly comes across as just legitimately desperate in the story. Mm. Like the, how, yeah. the Avengers versus X-Men was one of the few stories where he was genuinely like, no, he is desperate. He is fighting against the Avengers full force. He's not holding back. Like that is pure desperation. And there's like, there are, there's obviously times that he does get desperate, especially when Gene's safety is involved. But like he, he doesn't reach that desperate point as often as he could or should. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, real quick, what do you think of his, um, tenuous relationship with Wolverine? I always kind of find it entertaining personally, because it's like, it, Wolverine's kind of one of the people I think of when I think it's like, I know that you're going to be helpful in a fight, but until we get to the fight, I do not like you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. I, I, I fully agree. I, I think it was one of those things where it's just like, sometimes it can be kind of annoying because they're, they're just fighting over a girl pretty much. Yeah. And it's just like, okay. Yeah. But like you guys are, our brothers in arms, you know, like yeah. why, why can't well, you get past I, this one thing? <laughs> I feel like that's kind of showing the other side of that brotherly bond. It's just like when they fight over such stupid things and they act the way that they act, it's like, you are two grown human adults. <laughs> Come on guys. <laughs> but it's yep. like that, 
that dynamic between the two of them is just like, okay, like they're childish and that's kind of like contributing to it. Cause neither of them really had a real childhood. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Except for, I will say it was a little creepier in X-Men evolution because yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was for sure. Because <laughs> they were teenagers in school and Wolverine was a grown man. And, <laughs> but anyway, we won't get into that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> but anyway, oh shoot, that means <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just put those anyway, pieces together. David, David, did you have yes. a second one? I do. <laughs> um, so go for it. Moving off of the X Men. Um, no, you can't. Sorry. Oh, okay. Well, never mind then. Uh, then I'm out. <laughs> no, no, keep it going. Keep it going. So, uh, yeah, moving off of the X-Men, uh, Hulk. So for me personally, um, it, it's part of the reason why I'm, I don't like as many of the Marvel storylines as opposed to DC storylines is because so few of their characters, in my opinion, show a strong di- a dichotomy in themselves. Um, but Hulk is that dichotomy. That is his entire character. <laughs> Hmm. Okay. Where you have the I've the hyper intelligent but kind of almost cowardly Bruce Banner who's just trying to stay away from his power and kind of live live a life on his own and then turn around and turns into this menacing beast that is next to unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of the Hulk storylines are really interesting, like Planet Hulk, World War Hulk, and the end. Yeah, like there's there's some really intriguing Hulk storylines that go in a very different direction than some of the other comic characters. Yep some some might even call it incredible. (laughs) I see what you did there. Would so have okay, <laughs> real real quick. Uh, I don't know if you would know this, David, but maybe Caleb, you might know. Um, is Maestro uh, Hulk, or is it is that somebody else? There, there's a character who looks like a very old Hulk, and I can't remember if that's actually the Hulk or if that's Maestro, if that's a completely different character. Let me see. Uh, David, you may want to keep going. I can do a little yeah, researching I, I, on I, this I, really, I vaguely remember the character from one of the comics I read, and I want to say it was part of the Planet Hulk storyline. Yeah. Um, which has I know, me inclined to say yeah. no. Yeah. Um, I know in the, the video game, the Avengers video game, it was, uh, I think it was like a future hulk like um because it it was like old man old man hulk in some ways okay because um, I, I as far as old man hulk goes all all i remember was the end which by far is despite my impressions of marvel is by far one of my favorite comics mm. um yeah are you I can thinking the hulk with the beard and the long hair yeah okay yeah um so Maestro is yeah, it's Maestro. Know. Yeah. M A E S T R O, I think. 
Yeah, there's a Hulk gang, and apparently it's uh, that is called Maestro, at least in the one that I'm looking at currently. And it looks okay. like there, this version of him was in the um, Old Man Logan comics. Yeah. Oh, that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, now I know which one you're talking about. Um. So in Old Man Logan, yeah, there's evidence for that. If, But I don't recall that because the character design in the end is very different. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have to like read through this whole thing to to figure out which <laughs> version it is. But yeah. Now I will say for the end storyline, it's it's a very bittersweet and unexpected, well, ending where he he it's it's just Banner and Hulk now, and it's still these very these two very distinct person personalities in the one body uh or the one mind would probably be more accurate mm-hmm. um and they're dueling as though they've never they're dueling to a degree that they haven't before partly because there's nothing for them to do mm-hmm. right hulk can't die and banner wants nothing more than to die because he's mm-hmm. he is artificially prolonged because he has hulk in him yeah um the gamma radiation yep and so that final those final frames where it's just hulk finally seeing the reasoning behind bruce's view of okay finish what you have to what whatever is left for you to do finish it now Mm -hmm. and then yeah i'm gonna let you go away wow um haunting ending um and again not not a not a good one but it's fitting yeah and oddly bittersweet um mm-hmm. yeah that's crazy i was like that's something that Picture a lot of, of people in warrior do what uh, if i say, if i i make reference to a uh gardeners and warriors do you know what i mean no Okay, there's this old adage of it's better to be a warrior than a garden than a uh, than a gardener in a war. Oh yeah, that's fitting. <laughs> Hulk's character is kind. Of, uh, I mean, just uh, the dichotomy between Bruce and Hulk is very much that, mm. where Banner is completely unprepared for battle and Hulk is suited for nothing but. Yeah. And so that ending of of his of his arc through that storyline is very much kind of the that picture in my mind of okay there's nothing for me to survive or fight anymore so why am i letting the gardener live and struggle on now that he's terrified yeah well that's the only thing he feels anyway sorry i'm waxing poetic at this point (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say that's one thing that a lot of people don't really realize is just how like dark and deep the Hulk storylines really can get like a lot of people just think it's like Hulk smash and that's the extent of it, but there's like so much more to the character and like some of the darker or some of the darkest uh, stories within the Marvel comic books pertain to just the things that Hulk goes through Hulk slash Bruce Banner. Yeah. 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 It's one of those things too, where like, (laughs) at least for me, like the Hulk isn't necessarily one of my favorite characters, 
but he's definitely one of my favorite storylines because he just even even in the movies and stuff it's it's cool to see the difference between the two characters becoming one and like them starting to work together and not really knowing where it's going to go but like mm-hmm. knowing that they have to work together to get anything done right like even even in that first avengers movie where like him just saying, you know, that's my secret cap. I'm always angry. I'm always angry. Yeah. Like, it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, no, like that's, that's the dichotomy of Bruce and Banner, or Bruce and Hulk. <laughs> yeah. Bruce Banner and Hulk is that he's, he's just, it's a facet of his personality, Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. So just, it's cool. I like it. Yeah, it's a good yeah. character, David. I like and, and, and I guess it's more juxtaposition than a dichotomy. Now that I think about it, whereas uh, a, 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 the dichotomy would have been more of Jekyll and Hyde, but the mm-hmm. juxtaposition between there we go. Sorry, yes. Yeah, so since we're on the topic of Marvel, we're going to uh, just retcon that we ever said uh, d- dichotomy and go with juxtaposition. <laughs> <laughs> Easy enough Dan, to do in Marvel World. <laughs> Dan, don't edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 Marvel uh uh episode. So is, I won't, yeah, recounting is commonplace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a new world. <laughs> All right, cool. Let's let's move on. Uh my next one. Uh, also going off of uh, of X Men, but going into Avengers would be Captain America. Captain America, the the poster boy of of the Avengers. Um, yeah, I mean he's just a cool character. Like the the idea of the little guy and like going through hell to to be something that he always needed to be and like the the character behind it of like very very um what's the word um altruistic and mm-hmm. um he's a servant you know, leader he, he, yeah exactly like he always knows how to get things done but do it in a way of like no, this is this is the right thing to do, and we need to do it. And you need to follow me because I know it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he he's inspiring because instead mm. of you know instead of annoying, it's inspiring. You know, right. Um, and then obviously, n- not only the comics but the movies. He's definitely one of my favorite characters. <laughs> Yeah, that tracks. And like that definitely fits like just knowing your style and personality and everything. Like I'm not surprised that that's one of your picks for sure. <laughs> yeah, he's I just love it. <laughs> I, I love I love the I love his um like fighting style mm-hmm. and I love I love the shield. Oh my gosh, if I could get a replica shield, I would love a replica shield. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've looked at that so many times at like GameStop and like all these different places. I'm like, please let me get it, please. (laughs) If only you weren't so expensive. Yeah. There was even like a backpack that was the shield shape. And I was like, ooh, maybe I could just get that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, it's. It's funny because it's another one of those ones that I don't know a whole lot about the comic book version of him, but I've Mm -hmm. read some enough to know that he's he's just a really cool character. Right. I was like, he's one of those characters that's like, he's another one that really doesn't get desperate unless things are really bad. And you know that it's like, if he's to the point where he's just like giving an absolute statement about something, it's like, okay, no, like he is genuinely concerned or genuinely desperate it's like that's why my one of my favorite storylines is the avengers versus x-men because it's like captain america the guy that that believes he can save anyone is sitting there saying like no let's destroy the phoenix force it's too dangerous i don't want it here anymore Um, yeah and so it's just like this whole like complete switch it's like when cap gets to the point where he's saying no this thing needs to go where this person needs to go you know that like he is determined he's reached the point where he genuinely believes that is the only option to save the world and he mm-hmm. is going to fight his absolute hardest to make his goal happen yeah yep. and it's so hard too because like to think about that but then also think about the idea of like no like you shouldn't kill them mm-hmm. like well, and it's like, like both sides of like, it and it's like ah. yeah it's very similar to Spider-Man. It's like the the like Spider-Man has the no kill policy. Captain mm-hmm. America has the no kill policy and both of them have just have those few things in the stories that they just get to the point where they're like, yeah, no, that policy does not apply right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because like Captain America is one of those ones that like ultimately he's a soldier. So mm-hmm. like he's he's more on the side of no, if I need to kill, I'll, I will kill. Um, but it's never but, his first or only option. Right. And exactly. Th- there's even been times where he has straight up fought other people. Like there in the, um, in civil war, he beat mm-hmm. the crap out of the punisher because the punisher killed a few villains that were joining the other side. And like, he got genuinely angry and was like, no, you should not have killed them. You overstepped yeah. and beat the crap out of the punisher. So it's like, you're right. Like he, he's willing to do it when he feels like that is the needed outcome, but that's mm-hmm. never the first or second or even third option. Like he exhausts every possible outcome before he gets to the point where he's like, no, this, this is what we have to do. This is the only yeah. option. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's one of those things too, where like <clears throat> thinking about the movie and watching him like, like use a gun and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like, it's one of those weird moments of like, okay, would he actually use a gun? And then you think about, okay, no, he was in World War One, World War One, right? Two. 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 Yeah. World War Two. And so like he was a soldier in World War Two. He would have killed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like he, there was no going around that. So like I don't know if it comes from that that his no kill policy. Or like, if it's more probably where it comes from is he's seen so much of it. He's like, enough. I'm not doing this again. Yeah. Yep. 
And he also like so sees like, like with yeah. the abilities that he was given through the super soldier serum. It's like, I was given the ability to make that difference, to find yeah. the alternate path, to use a different method of, of changing this outcome. So mm-hmm. it's like, he, he's been given, he's seen a lot and he's been given a lot. Yeah. Yep. Very much so. Yep. <laughs> oh, well, my third pick going back to the X-Men on this one is Colossus. Ah. And I, Colossus is an interesting one. Cause I don't know that like overall he's one of the more interesting characters, but he's a character that I have this special uh, like connection with, I guess, because like, like, I remember when I was working at a previous job and I was taking phone calls and like, that was all we were doing was taking phone calls and just helping the people that were calling in. And late at night, there was some lulls in between the calls. And so I would sit there and I couldn't leave my desk. I couldn't do anything like away from my desk to like help pass the time. So I would pull up the um, Wikipedia page for all of the various Marvel characters or star Wars or whatever, and just read through those. And then like, I dove deep into the Colossus Wikipedia page and just read up on his origin and backstory and like his connection with his sister and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. like, it just became this really special character for me and a character that like, anytime I see him, I get super excited, kind of like Deadpool seeing juggernaut and Deadpool <laughs> too. It's just like, oh, it's Colossus. Oh! So like he's just this character that I've like really grown to appreciate and admire and in the comics and then movies and shows and stuff as well. Yeah. That's funny too, because like when he first showed up in, in the original X-Men trilogy, that's how I felt too. Like I, I didn't have as much of that background of it, but like for some reason, whenever he was, he was brought into the story, it was like, Oh, dude, I can't believe they brought him in. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and like, the, it was just cool. Like, and like, just looking back is like that massive dude just carrying, casually carrying a big TV under his arm. And it wasn't the flat screen TVs we have today. No, that was the big beefy TV from yeah, our childhood. <laughs> and he's just carrying one of those under his arm, uh, one under one arm, just walking casually. Doesn't even look like he's slowing down. It's just like, good grief, how strong are you? Yeah, <laughs> and the answer <laughs> is yes. <laughs> well, just, and like the his backstory, I, I find really interesting. It's like he didn't know that he was a mutant, and the one day he and his sister were working out on their family's farm, and a tractor uh, lost control and was rolling down a hill towards his sister. And he mm-hmm. selflessly runs down the hill and jumps in front of the tractor between her to stop it. And his powers activate in that moment when there was that freak out because he didn't know how to control it. And so he was stuck in his metal form for an extended period of time because he didn't know how to get rid of uh, the metal covering. And mm-hmm. so it's just like the fact that it's like, even as a child growing up poor in Russia, he was like, he still had that sense of like protection and, and, uh, wanting to be there at, for other people. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I love and that. His, his sister is <laughs> another really interesting character. Like she's on my honorable mentions list. And it's like, I, I was back and forth on whether or not I wanted to include her on the list, but there was someone else I felt was just a little bit higher than her, but like both of yeah. them, I just think are really interesting characters. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Very, very nice. <laughs> I like those. I would even say that you could put those as a slash, like 
Colossus and magic in one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I was tempted to do that, but I was like, no, I'm just going to stick with the one. Magic will be an honorable mention because I'm not as familiar with her character. Like I've I've done some wiki reading for her character as well, but she's not one that I'm as familiar with. But she is still yeah. a really high up character on the list for me. Yep. Nice. <laughs> So, David, do you have another one? So I do, but in the end, granted, I've only read a handful of his arcs. Um, so it's probably not a fair statement on this one. And by uh, sorry, I've read a grand total of two comics with him. So <laughs> okay. for the interest of time, we'll pass. And I'm just going to say it's Punisher. Mm. Which should be a surprise to no one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, no. had a hunch he was, I had a hunch he was on the list for years. Uh, <laughs> initially, I would have guessed that he would have been the only character on the list for you before you gave us the other options. Seriously? Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I wouldn't have expected Hulk. I would have expected Punisher over Hulk. Yeah. Like All Wolverine, right. I'm not surprised by as you explain it, but I wouldn't have necessarily thought that you would just go to that character on your list. I like my initial if I had to guess, I would have thought like Punisher and Deadpool would have been two of your picks. Yeah. I've not read a single Deadpool comic. But you have a you have an, an admiration for the character with the movies. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But I've not and, read a single thing about it. <laughs> yeah. A single storyline. <laughs> there yeah, there's the there's the uh the rub there. Because the we made it comic book heroes, not yeah, that's fair. Marvel <laughs> movies, yeah. Yep. But okay, cool. <laughs> well, for my last one, uh, before we get to the honorable mentions, is it's actually more of an obscure character. Um, uh, is from the Generation X comic books. Um, the character of Chamber. Um, I don't know if you any of I'm you not are actually familiar with that I am one. Totally unfamiliar. Okay. okay, so his name is his real name is uh John Johnny Starsmore. Yep, his name is Jonathan Starsmore. Um, so his power set is his uh the lower half of his face is exploded into psych, uh, psionic flames, basically. Um, so he has no lower jaw. And he communicates through, uh, through tele- uh, telepathy. But he can, like, uh, like, do blasts and stuff through that fire through his chest. And for some reason, this character... Ever since I started reading the the Generation X characters or the Generation X uh, comic books, for some reason I just have loved this character hmm. like okay. immensely. Um, he he just I don't know like I don't know much of his backstory so much, but just like the way that he interacts with everyone and like his his action style for some reason is just like that is super cool. And the D&D character that I I made for uh Gambit actually has this part of it as well. Nice. Um, <laughs> so like he has 
uh, the the uh, D&D character is what's called an ASMR, which is like an angel blood character. And he has what's called a, um, oh, what's it called? A, um, basically a, uh, uh, a, a second form that can cause fear. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is what it comes out as. It's like, he, bursts out of his own chest of like so, this so basically flame. he has his fear not uh form and his <laughs> oh no you're going to be fearful because you're a spinning wheel of eyes character yeah basically <laughs> <laughs> yeah basically okay. that's that's what it is but yeah i mean this just the the character himself uh it, it's very like he's very um on the emo side i would say um of like he's very like to himself and very just kind of like i don't i don't know exactly how to explain it but he just for some reason re- resonated with with me when i was reading the books it sounds <laughs> so like an a emo- pretty sounds like a pretty cool design so i get that yeah. It's it's so cool. I love the way he looks. I love the way he interacts. I love his powers. It's so cool. But very cool. Yeah, sounds, so that's sounds my last cool. one. <laughs> <laughs> my last one. Um, I was back and forth on this one a little bit, but I ended up deciding on Thor for my last one. Um, oh, there you go. As like Thor is another character that I've always been really interested in, and the Fear itself storyline kind of being like. A, really a Thor storyline at the core of it is one of my f- uh, favorite storylines altogether. And just as Thor has always been an interesting character. Cause you see times where like, like there's this one storyline in particular where he's in Asgard kind of doing his own thing. And Tony Stark shows up in Asgard uninvited and basically just starts giving Thor orders. And Thor just kind of like loses his patience, stops holding back and like pushes Tony to his limit, rips his helmet off and looks at him and is like, I, uh, I comply and follow your orders because I choose to. This is my home. You order no one around. Mm. And it's just like, Ooh. just knowing <laughs> this, like if Thor wasn't holding back and willing to play along, knowing how much stronger he is than everyone, like there's really not many people that could stop him. Yeah. And, and it's just the fact that it's like Thor could be like, if he, didn't kind of have his comeuppance where he was humbled, whether he wanted to be or not, he would be a very different character. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, even in the movies and stuff, it's like, yeah. How how does he even like submit to any of this? (laughs) Yeah. It's, It's like, it's just like what he says with Tony Stark is like, I comply because I choose to comply. Like you are mm-hmm. in charge of no one. I am the God of thunder, the Prince of Asgard. You are very fortunate that I am on your side and respect you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thor is, Thor is definitely a really cool character. Like just, just the fact that they get to like use the Norse mythology to mm. add add to the Marvel universe. It's like, 
wow, that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the way that they use the Norse mythology is really interesting as well. Like, it's not just a like, it's not just a carbon copy. It's a, it's a very unique twist on the mythology. And it's mm-hmm. it's done in a way where it's like we still respect this this source material, but we're we're telling it in our version so that it's a bit more palatable to the masses. Yeah, yeah, because it it almost makes it where like all of the the mythology has happened way before any of this is happened. Yeah, like right, like he he even talks about some of the things that he has done in the past. Cause he's supposedly like what? 1500 years old or something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Relatively young for a God. And like, <laughs> um, but like Wildly even old through... for everything else. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, like he, he has already done all the mythological stuff. And now he's a part of the years. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's now it's like kind of that in between from it's like, okay, I've done all of the things I was destined to do. Now I'm waiting for that final hurrah where I fight a gigantic snake and we kill each other. <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. Ragnarok. <laughs> I might as well save a few people and make some friends while I'm waiting for the big boy snake. <laughs> right. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's a that's a really good pick. I like it. Yeah, I was, like I said earlier, I was back and forth on whether or not I wanted magic on the list, but in the end, I had to go with Thor, just like being partly being more familiar with this character, but also just some of the cool moments that he has in comic books, cartoons, movies, just across the board. Like he's just such a really interesting character. And again, yeah. tying in with that Norse mythology on top of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really cool. <laughs> Great choices, so, y'all. So shall we knock out a few? Oh, did you uh, did you have another one, David? Or? Nope, I only had three this time. Okay. okay, all right, all right. Yeah, we'll go through our honorable honorable mentions real quick, we'll, and then we'll do an uh, honorable uh, mention speed run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, did you want to go and do yours first, or do you want me to? I really only have um, four for my honorable mentions, so. Uh, yeah, I can just knock those out real quick. Uh, Magic yeah. is the first one since I already like mentioned her while talking about Colossus and just her backstory is another interesting one. And like that tie in with the dark zone and everything is just interesting character mm-hmm. and interesting story. Um, Wolverine and Punisher, two of David's picks were on my honorable mention as well. And then uh, my final pick was Charles Xavier. And I felt like oh, I, wow. just because of how interesting his character and his dynamic with so many different characters within the MCU. I felt mm-hmm. like he was one I had to like just mention because he's got like, even if it's only like a partial tie, he has some sort of tie to almost every character in the MCU, both hero yeah. and villain. So it's like just such an interesting dynamic that he brings to the table. Um, and just the ties and like how far his connections branch. It's just was, it was always really interesting to me. And, um, yeah. and then if, I, I didn't mention this one, so a, fi- a fifth one, but obviously Spider-Man. <laughs> like, <laughs> I will course. say, like, thanks to this isn't because I haven't read the comics, but because of the movies and the video games, uh, Miles Morales has actually jumped really high up on the list for me as well. Because uh, the way yeah. that he was portrayed in 
both into the Spider-Verse, across the Spider-Verse, and then the Miles Morales video game just showed like how interesting a character he can be when he's written really well. All right, cool. Well, uh, I also only have a, a couple of honorable mentions. Um, uh, Wolverine is definitely on the list. Uh, Iron Man, I, I really like his um, his comeback from being the you know poster boy for weapons technology and all that, and becoming a super that's always billionaire fun. playboy philanthropist. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um another uh kind of obscure one but it's also on the generation x team is um his name is skin um he's basically like kind of like mr fantastic but he's a little bit more kind of gross in some ways mm-hmm. <laughs> like his, his skin is that. yeah his <laughs> skin turned gray and he's able to like stretch and and everything but um for some reason like he he just stood out to me in that in that group of of mutants and stuff um just as a just a cool guy um jubilee is on there as well mm-hmm. um classic character I, yeah i really like I, jubilee quick side note on jubilee i'm disappointed we haven't gotten more of her in live action. She was introduced in one movie and then did exactly nothing in that movie. Yep. So it's like <laughs> Jubilee is an iconic X-Men character. Get your crap together, Hollywood. Where is she? Right. Well, okay. <laughs> On the speculation side, I think the perfect way to bring Jubilee in and bring in the rest of the X-Men into uh officially into the MCU would be a House of M storyline. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely See, ways that they could do that. There is and there isn't because the the House of M started with Wanda saying no more mutants, which there haven't been any mutants in the MCU yet, other than like small mention. So like there's no there hasn't been any way of her doing that yet. So like yeah. Well, if and it I was guess more like kind of thanks to House of Madness, like she's not really going to have the ability to say no more mutants at this point. Right. Yeah. So like if if they do it in a different way, I could see it. Um, but, but like yeah. now that they're bringing in the X-Men into the MCU, like I feel like it's just a matter of time before we see a character like her introduced, like. It's going to happen. She's too iconic of a member of the X-Men to not to never get that time on screen. Yeah. If they ever do uh, enter the Sentinels uh, (laughs) like that, that first episode of of the X-Men series, like just that in and of itself would be an awesome movie, I think. But I don't know if they'd ever do that. (laughs) Yeah, that that would be a fine line to walk for that one. Yeah, because it's such an episodic thing that I don't know if they would ever be able to make it a movie. Yeah, but. But anyway, so uh, moving on from that, my last one is Nightcrawler. Mm, yep, yep. Nightcrawler, <laughs> such a stinking cool uh, character. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he is a great character. <sighs> And just the fact that he he remains he he keeps his innocence 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, 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 for any time I see him, no matter how he's portrayed, I always picture him with Rolf's voice. <laughs> with with whose? Rolf, Rolf from uh, Ed, Ed, Ed and Eddie. Eddie. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't know that one. <laughs> you disrespect the son of a teleporter? <laughs> 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 nice. nice. Yeah, like Nightcrawler's an interesting one. It's like just the weird dynamics he has, and like some of like just like the weird random love interests that just somehow work for him in the comics. It's just like he, he's a he's always an entertaining character, and there's always some really funny dynamics with his character. Yeah. Have you seen the stuff lately uh with him being Spider-Man? I've seen some stuff because I know that they were doing some like one-offs where it's like other characters get the like spider powers and whatnot. So I, I haven't really gotten the chance to read into it, but I did see something about that. Yeah, it, it's just very weird to to look at it because it's like he can already crawl on walls, which is which is fine. But then the teleportation thing is like eh, that doesn't exactly work. <laughs> yeah, but it, but it's cool. I like it. Um. But yeah, no, his his character being the quote unquote Christian <laughs> yeah. uh, of the group. <laughs> um, I, I like the fact that he, they bring God into it from from his perspective and like the fact that he. Like he's a fighter, he definitely fights. But he also keeps his faith at the forefront. Yeah. Um and then just the the power set is so stinking cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the power set and the design. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's cool too because the the different designs that they've come up with over the years too. Like uh the um like the comic book version has always been very um accurate to all throughout all the cartoons and all the the comics and everything Mm -hmm. but then like the movie version like i i liked how both both versions of the movies have brought in the best parts of it Mm -hmm. like how he was he was blue skinned uh you know three fingers and three toes uh and all that and like part of the circus and and stuff like that and it just i i really love how they they brought him to life. Yeah. Yeah, he was just done really really well and just i i would agree that like the movies like the way that they introduced his character and incorporated it was just just done really well and really cool. Yeah. Very consistent throughout the yeah. different versions. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my last one. <laughs> Very nice. I like it. Yeah. So if uh, anybody has anything else, uh, we'll, we'll, or unless anybody has anything else, we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up. No, that's all oh. I got. All right, cool. Caleb, do you want to, uh, close it out <laughs> yeah sure or Another david i don't care fell off the wheel um i could close i it really out, have yes. to pee 
Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, I'll close it out real quick then. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. We hope that you enjoyed the episode and have been enjoying the series with the Mount Rushmore topics. We've got a few more topics that we want to do. We'll continue to try to space them out so that we don't go overboard with it. But if you are enjoying it, please share the podcast with your friends and family. Feel free to uh, follow us on social media as well. And uh, we hope you continue listening and enjoy. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Okay, bye. Ciao.